Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's weekly rail market update podcast hosted by Todd Tranowski. Join Todd each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the rail market landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcast and feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of rail. And now, here's your host, Todd Chernowski. Hello and welcome to the FTR State of Freight Rail Market Update Podcast. I am your host, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal here at FTR, Todd Tranowski. Thank you for joining us as we hit the midpoint of December. Hard to believe we're already at 224 episodes over the last four years or so uh, with us every week going through the rail numbers and the rail volumes. Uh, with that, I have a well, I have a quick programming note for you. I want to make you aware that the Rail Market Update podcast is going on a bit of a holiday hiatus over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to take some time off uh, at Christmas and New Year's, retool the podcast a little bit, line up some new and exciting guests for you, uh, and otherwise just sort of uh, take a break over the next three to four weeks in the Rail Market Update podcast. But when it comes back in January, it will be uh, bigger and better than ever. Uh, hopefully you take the time to uh, rest, relax, get some time away with the year-end holidays with your families, uh, and, and don't worry so much about the markets. They're typically at a low point this time of the year anyway as we go through the next several weeks toward the end of the year. So that's just a quick programming note. Look for the State of Freight podcast to return, at least on the rail market update side, uh, in January after a bit of a holiday hiatus. The other bit of programming note I want to make sure you're aware of, uh, next September, September 9th to the 12th, at the Crown Plaza downtown Union Station, uh, it's the FTR Transportation Conference. Four great days of content across rail freight, truck freight, intermodal freight, rail equipment, truck and trailer equipment. We have all the bases covered in terms of what you want to know about uh, for transportation. We're in the planning stages right now. Uh, it will be a great event, but get on your calendar September 9th to the 12th at the Crown Plaza Union Station in downtown Indianapolis. And also, uh, give your coworkers the Christmas gift of the FTR Transportation Conference. You can get in now uh, and get that on your calendar. Give them that gift so that they can have the gift of transportation forecasting uh, all the way deep into, uh, into September. And with that, uh, let's jump in this week and let's, let's get to what the numbers tell us. Well, intermodal volumes and carload volumes really performed pretty close to plan over the last several weeks. Very close to their five-year average, very close to normal seasonality. When we look at intermodal, we can see that the volumes declined a little bit on a sequential basis. But really, they were pretty flat and they're up toward their highest levels of 2023. They're above last year by a fair bit, uh, but they're still nowhere near the five-year average. As we go through the next several weeks, we should see a meaningful degradation in volumes as we get closer and closer to the Christmas and New Year's holiday. On the trailer side, volumes continue to grow sequentially in the latest week, basically forming the top of the seasonal 
parcel peak. So again, in the normal seasonal parcel peak behavior, uh, but definitely we are at the peak at this point. You can see that line uh, definitely growing less than it did previously, starting to flatten out and probably rolling over on itself uh, over the next several weeks. We see that happening uh, in the trailer market. We got to about 16,500 carloads as the peak in the trailer market this year. Uh, that's less than we saw last year by about, oh, 4,000 carloads. It's less than the five-year average by a significant amount more than that. The trailer market, though it had normal seasonal behavior, remains under a lot of heavy pressure in terms of its outlook, in terms of where it's going, in terms of how it, how it moves forward. On the container side of the house, the volumes look a lot like the overall intermodal volumes, and you would expect that because containers are 90% of the intermodal market. So you would expect to see this behavior perform this way. And you can see we're down a little bit sequentially. We're up about 5% compared to last year and essentially right at our five-year average figure. So on the container side, nothing really abnormal there, nothing really to write home about at all. When we switch gears, we talk about the carload side of the business. Uh, we definitely saw a little bit of a step down in the latest week on a sequential basis, but it's not too horrible when you look at it in a 30,000 foot view perspective. We're down a little bit from last year. We're down a little bit relative to the five-year average, but if you look at where overall carload has been for much of the year, particularly much of the, the recent quarter or so, uh, we're right within that normal range, right around 335 or so thousand carloads a week. So not much to write home about on the carload side either. When it comes to economically sensitive freight, pretty much the same behavior as we've seen in the overall carload market. We're just a little bit above last year, basically right at our five-year average, and we'll see if this is the start of a decline over the next several weeks into the Christmas and New Year's holiday. So your first question then, Todd, is economically sensitive freight. What the heck do you mean by economically sensitive freight? Well, in some places, you'll hear it called core carload freight. Really, what it comes down to is it's basically carload commodities, excluding coal, excluding agriculture, excluding petroleum, looking at just those sectors that respond more directly to economic inputs. And so, uh, economically sensitive freight, and if you've heard me present on this podcast or in other venues, over the last year or so, you know that this is where I get up on a soapbox a little bit and say this is a category the entire industry needs to watch because it will be these categories of freight that ultimately drive carload growth, not just in 2023, 2024, but really through the rest of the decade. So uh, keep an eye on this category as we go through the balance of the year. But you can't talk about carload and not talk about the bulk businesses, not talk about coal, grain, petroleum, not talk about those sorts of commodities that make up such a big part of overall carload traffic. Coal is still the largest carload sector by volume, so you have to talk about it. What do we see here? We see that volumes basically perform in line with overall carload volumes, down a little bit sequentially, a little bit off of their five-year average, a little bit off of last year, but still... 75,000 carloads a week in coal. If you just said in January that you were going to end in December with 75,000 carloads a week of coal, I think a lot of folks would have looked at you like you had two heads. But that is, in fact, where we are. That's, in fact, where the volumes take us as we 
uh, get in through the middle of December. So watch this space. We don't expect coal to continue to support these run rates. Natural gas is down below 250 per MMBTU. Uh, you've got a lot of factors pushing on coal over the next few years. Uh, but alas, 2023 was better than expected. If we switch gears now, talk about the other major bulk driver, and that is the grain markets. Again, here you see that, that sequential small drop on a volume basis, down below 35,000 carloads a week. Uh, but overall, a pretty seasonal pattern, a pretty normal pattern. You look at the five-year average, you look at last year, we're not doing anything that we haven't done before in the grain markets. The question becomes, uh, just how low does this get over the next seven weeks? And more to the point, how does it recover in the early weeks of January? So uh, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on uh, where things are headed over the first uh, first quarter or so to see, again, an idea of the grain markets and where they are headed. The South American harvest starts to come in in February, so we'll start to see those effects as we get into the middle of the first quarter if South America is yet again going to play a significant role in global grain markets and take share from North American farmers. On the petroleum products side, down just a hair sequentially, just ever so slightly, Above last year, and above last year pretty healthily, about 7-8% above last year, essentially right near the five-year average. Uh, it did not continue to grow, as the five-year average would indicate, but if you look at last year, uh, we basically bounced back out of Thanksgiving and then held that level. Uh, that seems to be uh, pretty similar to what we're doing this year, where we bounced back out of the holiday and now we're just sort of treading water, just sort of holding our own. We're just above 22,000 carloads a week. So let's now get into those economically sensitive freight categories. Let's look at the chemicals market. And here you have a big sequential drop. And normally that would get on our radar. Normally that'd be something that we would highlight, that we would think about. But if you look at where it came back to, it came back basically to the 45,000 carload a week level that the chemicals market has held for essentially the entire year. So uh, a little bit of a give back from the post-holiday peak, but nothing to get too overly concerned about. We're still well above last year, nearly 10% above last year, and essentially right at our five-year average. Assuming we continue to hold that 45,000 carload a week level over the next week or two, uh, there's nothing really to get concerned about here in the chemical space. Stone, sand, and gravel uh, up a little bit on a sequential basis, really trending that five-year average, following that five-year average almost exactly in the last couple of weeks. We expect that to continue over to the balance through the end of the year. Not quite as good a performance as last year, uh, but certainly right in line with historical performance as we go through the holiday period, as we get into uh, the end of the year. Certainly we've had some weather factors that have put the damper on construction, even in the south with a colder than normal start to winter across much of the South, including Texas, which is one of those states that is trying to do a lot of specifically highway construction. Uh, that takes a lot of crushed stone, that takes a lot of aggregate, uh, that can have some downward pressure on this metric by the virtue of the weather and being able to get less done and therefore have less demand for raw material. Lumber and wood, essentially flat on a sequential basis, above last year by nearly 5%. Uh, but still a little bit below the five-year average, essentially treading a middle road between last year and the five-year average, just below 
6,000 carloads a week in the lumber and wood market. Those of you that have listened all the time know that lumber and wood is one of those categories that has its headwinds from mortgage rates to the housing market. More broadly, uh, this is one that's going to take some lumps potentially over the next few quarters. So keep that Keep that in mind. Flat is not a bad number when it comes to lumber. Pulp and paper, we are past the seasonal peak. Uh, We performed notably, admirably, over the last, call it eight weeks. We weren't sure at the low levels we were at with all the mill closures whether we were going to see a seasonal peak. Uh, In fact, we did. We saw a pretty robust seasonal peak. Back to almost normal levels, right around 8,000 carloads a week. We got back there for one week, and then we uh, promptly reverted in the latest week down to about 7,500 carloads a week. So we are past the peak demand in pulp and paper. The question will be uh, just how low does this number go? Do we uh, recover a little bit, as the five-year average would indicate, or do we uh, continue to move weaker, as last year indicated? And if we move weaker, uh, what is that level that we eventually settle out at? 6,500 was the number we ended last year at in the final week of the year. Uh, We'll just have to see where we go from here in pulp and paper at the end of a very challenging year. But it's almost the holidays. It's the end of the year. It's the last rail market update podcast of the year. Let's end on a positive note. Let's talk about automotive. And look at that blue line. That blue line, very, very strong. Highest level of 2023. It's over 28,000 carloads a week. All those car commercials that you see this time of year with cars with red, big red bows on them. Well, there's going to be a lot of those this holiday season if this production number is any any sort of indication. We're well above last year, well above the five-year average, striving stronger uh, to its highest level of the year at 28,000 carloads a week. We'll see where it goes. We normally get a fall-off as we get to the Christmas and New Year's holidays. We don't see this strong of a result this late in the year, uh, but here we are. So we will have to keep an eye on automotive, certainly a good news story potentially through the end of the year into the early part of 2024. Automotive, uh, watch this space. So to wrap up this week, intermodal volumes, they flattened out after they bounced back from Thanksgiving. Uh, They're just sort of holding their own. We're seeing normal seasonal behavior and things like the trailer market. And on the carload side, it really is a lot of trending in line with the five-year average. A lot of just sort of status quo behavior in terms of most carload sectors as they settle in for what is typically a lower period through the Christmas and New Year's holiday. And with that, let's wrap up this week. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to take a moment and thank Ian Jeffries, the president and CEO of the Association of American Railroads, uh, for being our guest last week on the program. If you missed that, if you missed that conversation, feel free to go back in the archives and resurrect it. Uh, It was a great conversation to get a thought on what the railroads are thinking as 2023 ends and 2024 uh, begins. So definitely worth the listen there. And again, just a reminder on the programming note, the rail market update taking a bit of a holiday sabbatical over the next several weeks. Uh, We will be coming right back at you uh, bigger and better in January. Uh, Take some time to rest, relax, uh, get some things done with your family over the, the end of the couple of weeks of the year. And we and remember to listen to us when we start back up in January. And with that, 
As always, I am your host of the Rail Market Update Podcast, Todd Tranowski, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal. Thank you for joining us this week. Appreciate having you along. Feel free to reach out to myself or any member of the FTR team if you have any questions about what you hear in the podcast, what you hear in the reports, what you're seeing in your business. We literally get up in the morning to talk about transportation. It's literally one of our driving factors that gets us out of bed each and every day. So never hesitate to reach out, and we'll hopefully we'll talk to you again soon here early in the new year. Have a great week. Have a great holiday season. Thank you for listening. As always, I am Todd Tranowski, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal, and your host on the Rail Market Update Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this week's Rail Market Update podcast with Todd Tranowski. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.